our date is actually the Islamic date. And that is what we should know. But our date is actually the Islamic date. And that is what we should know. So daily, we are reminded about that this is the first of Muharram, 1434 Hijri. This is the first of Zul the Hijri calendar. This is certain date, the Hijra calendar. So this calendar that's commenced and which is linked to the Hijrat, actually this started off in the time of Hazrat Umar this calculation that a calendar had to be established, some starting point, some point from where time will be calculated. So various suggestions came in. Somebody suggested that it should be calculated as from the birth of Nabi Wasallam. Somebody suggested something else, various suggestions. Finally, Hazrat Umar decided on the Hijrat as the base. Now, what is the reason behind this? There were many, many great events. The birth of Nabi Islam itself was such a great event, the greatest event that we can think about. And all the other great events that happened around that time. But of that, this Hijrat was specifically chosen, decided on. So this is something which has great lesson in it for us. And great lesson daily in our lives for us. And perhaps this is the main aspect for which this was chosen as the starting point. That every day we will be reminded about the Hijrat. The Hijrat we are well aware of what kind of situation that was. The command of Allah wa ta'ala had come. It was compulsory for the Muslims now. It was farz. It wasn't something nafil, optional, an act of sawab. You do it, you don't do it, no problem. It had become farz for the Muslims to leave Makkah Mukarramah and go to Madinah Munawwara. Except those who were totally incapable of doing so, whatever the reasons were. Something beyond the control entirely. Otherwise it was farz. Now people are leaving, they're leaving what? They're leaving their birthplace, leaving their homes, their belongings, their family. They live their lives in that place. Everything is being left behind. And it was no easy journey. One is leaving everything behind. Even Allah's Nabi Wasallam, he walked out of the clutches of death. The incident is known to us where when the Quraysh saw that the Sahaba all one after the other leaving and it became obvious to them that Nabi Wasallam's leaving is also imminent. And the night they surrounded the house. That when he comes out in the morning to leave, they, this is a long history behind it, how they decided upon this. They sat down in their place of uh, discussion and where they used to surround and have their meetings, the Darun Nadwa of theirs. And they decided something has to be done. They discussed something has to be done. Somebody gave some suggestion. Somebody came, gave some other suggestion. Shaitan also came and sat down in the form of an old person. He said, no, I am one very old person. I just have come to see what you are going to decide upon. So Abu Jahl, he said that every tribe and every clan, one young person from that clan must be chosen. 
And all of them must jointly, na'uzubillah, pounce on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and assassinate him, finish him off. And the Banu Abdul Manaf would not be able to now fight everybody. So the Shaykh Najdi, he came and said, described himself like that shaitan was sitting there in the corner. He said, this is it, do this. But وَمَكَرُوا وَمَكَرَ اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الْمَاكِرِينَ In fact, Allah Ta'ala speaks about this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif was revealed on this occasion. وَإِذْ يَمْكُرُوا بِكَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِيُثْبِتُوكَ أَوْ يَقْتُلُوكَ أَوْ يُخْرِجُوكَ وَيَمْكُرُونَ وَيَمْكُرُ اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الْمَاكِرِينَ When the kuffar is sitting and making all this mashwara of this, that what should be done? Somebody is saying this, uh, imprison him in some cave or something. Somebody is saying that, totally banish him. And somebody said, no, assassinate him, finish him off. They were making all these various discussions. Allah Ta'ala says, وَيَمْكُرُونَ وَيَمْكُرُ اللَّهِ They were planning, Allah Ta'ala was planning also. وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الْمَاكِرِينَ And now in the morning, Nabi Salaam comes out, reciting, وَجَعَلْنَا مِن بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ سَدَّوا وَمِن خَلْفِهِمْ سَدَّنَ فَأَغْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ And he walks right through them. And Allah Ta'ala blinded all of them. And nobody saw anything. And then Nabi Salaam walks ahead, and comes to a little hill and then he turns around and he looks at Makkah Mukarramah and he says had it not been for my people taking me out of this place I would have never left you O Makkah <laughs> this was the attachment but everything was being given up on the order of Allah wa ta'ala. and in very difficult circumstances Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam now they had to go three days in the cave not an easy thing everywhere people are looking for them anybody finds them 100 camels reward it's like a huge amount of the time nowadays somebody is promised a few billion so the whole field is out there to try and capture them assassinate them and in the middle of these clutches of death Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam now moving on. Sahaba Ikiram, what kind of difficulties they endured? Their families had to endure, who they had to leave behind. Abu Bakr is gone with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. His father who is blind, Abu Qahafa, says to his granddaughters, your father did a terrible thing, he left you with nothing. How are you going to survive? Abu whatever he could for the service of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But those daughters also were the daughters of Siddiq Akbar. They put some pebbles in one box, put one cloth over it, and brought the blind grandfather's hand and put it over it. In those days, that was how the coins felt, like that flat pebbles, similar feeling. He says, no, my father left a lot for us. So he thought it was all coins, dirhams under it. Okay, then that's fine. Whereas there was nothing. What a heart. That on the one hand to endure that difficulty, on the other hand to even console grandfather to tell him, no, don't worry, we have enough. So those who went, they endured all that difficulty. Those who stayed behind out of not being able to go at that time, what difficulties they went through. Some sahabi to be allowed to leave, he's saying my properties are certain places, this is my wealth kept there. He's saying to the enemy, you go and take it, let me go. The entire life's earnings 
for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Now there's a long history behind this. But the point is that this incident was chosen as the basis for the Islamic calendar. That the calculation will start from this point. So everything will be now spoken about so many years after Hijrah, so many years before Hijrah. This will be the central point. So that every time that a person looks at the date, he's reminded of this lesson. What went through in this? And this was farz, it was compulsory. It wasn't something that was optional. And Allah Ta'ala revealed an ayat of the Quran Sharif, which was a very, very severe ayat. On this occasion, that قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اِقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ فَتَرَبَّسُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ That some people had just hesitated a bit in that we won't go immediately, we'll go after a little while. <coughs> not that they decided not to go. But just that we will just sort some things out and leave a little later. Because hijrat was farz now, it was farz ayn. Unless a person, it is beyond his control, somebody is a slave in the clutches of his master. Somebody is very ill, very old, infirm. Those who were excused on a shari basis were excused. Otherwise, no excuse. And Allah Ta'ala revealed the ayat. That O Muhammad Sallallahu say to them, if your parents, your children, your brothers and sisters, your spouses, your family members, the extended family, وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ tumuha. The wealth which you have earned, وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ kasadaha, Those businesses in which you fear a loss. وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا And those homes which you have become so attached to, and which you love so dearly, if all these things or any of these things, أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ If any of these things become more beloved to you than Allah, and the messenger of Allah Ta'ala, وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ Jihad had not yet become farz and compulsory. This ayat was revealed at the time of Hijrat. And Hijrat was being referred to as the jihad of the time. That this jihad and this migration in the path of Allah wa ta'ala, if any of these things become an obstacle, فَتَرَبَّصُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ Then await the punishment of Allah Ta'ala. So in the middle of all the difficulties the Sahaba left, gave up everything. It's not easy for a person to leave his birthplace, to leave his land, to leave his home, leave everything, and especially leave everything when he doesn't have anything on the other end. One is a person has built up his empire on the other side, so now he moves on from one point to the other. Yeah, he's just leaving everything up and doesn't know really what's going to happen on the other side. And then a lengthy journey, unlike nowadays a person sometimes sits in, in Makkah Mukarramah and people say that three hours later they're in Madinah Sharif. They're flying on the road. Some fly in there, some fly low. So, this was three hours. In those days, it used to take at least three weeks. Three weeks in those harsh conditions. And all the other difficulties that come along in those kind of journeys. Now, all this is that hijrat. 
This is just one very, very less than a drop in the ocean of what went through in Hijrat. We cannot even imagine. After reading all the books of history about what it was, after all that also a person cannot imagine the reality at all. And this is that Hijrat that we are being reminded about. That Keep this Hijrat in front. That What did these people do? That they gave up everything for Allah wa ta'ala. And we are being told also that we have to remember this lesson and emulate them. Now a person may ask, but this hijrat is over. One person came after the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah, after Fatih Makkah, and he said to Nabi Sallallahu I have come with the intention of hijrat. Nabi Sallallahu said, La hijrat ba'd al-fatih. After Fatih Makkah, hijrat is over now. That hijrat which was farz is over. Which was farz on every Muslim. That is over. <laughs> So now it means the door of this is closed. But Nabi Wasallam kept the door of this hijrat also open to us. This is the grace of Allah Taala upon us. That indeed that rank of hijrat which the Sahaba made, who can come close to that? And because that rank of hijrat, we can't come close to it. Obviously we can't imagine getting that position. But the doors are open to us as well. And Allah's Nabi Sallallahu in one hadith gives us this basharat, this great glad tiding that every one of my ummati can be a muhajir. And he'll also get the sawab of hijrat. And how will this be possible? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Al-Mujahidu man jahad nafsahu fi ta'atillah wal-muhajiru man hajara manaha Allahu an. That Al-Mujahid who is the real mujahid? The real mujahid is the one who will jahada nafsahu fi ta'atillah. Who will make jihad against his nafs in the obedience of Allah wa ta'ala. This is a jihad as well. Now this holiday period will come which is already knocking on our doors as well. Which is not actually our holiday or anything to do with us as such. But it coincidentally will happen that because the children are not in school, maybe parents are not occupied, the father is not working or something. So now, as a result, somebody would take advantage of that moment in time to maybe go somewhere, do something, visit somewhere. That's a different thing, provided it's well within the limits of Shariat and Deen, it's fine. But it's principle nothing to do with us. It's just coincidental that we might also take, make some use of that time because maybe the children are free or the parents are free, whatever the case is. Otherwise, in principle, it has nothing to do with us. But nevertheless, in this particular period of time, there's such an atmosphere that overwhelms and such an environment that is created all around that it tries to suck in every single person into it. And now for a person to stay away from it, for a person to remain aloof from that situation, I'm not going to get caught up in this. Everybody seems to be doing something and having great fun. But I'm not going to be part of it because it's not permissible. Allah Ta'ala has forbidden those actions. At that time, there's a real jihad from within. It's not just a matter of saying it. That fine, I'm not going to be part of it. That time, sometimes a person's heart will be shattering from within. 
and it will require jihad from within not to be part of the crowd. But he says, I will make the jihad. So Nabi Sallallahu says, he is al-mujahid. He is the real mujahid. <coughs> and wal-muhadu man hajara manahallahu an. Who is the real muhajir? This hijrat is reminding us all the, all the time that there's something very great, a lesson that was given to us. Nabi Sallallahu says, the real muhajir is the one who will man hajara manahallahu an. Who will forsake what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. Allah Ta'ala has forbidden something, he'll forsake it. That is hijrat. Hijrat means to leave. The hijrat of place was they left behind their place. They left behind their birthplace. They made hijrat from Makkah, Mukarramah, left the place behind and went to Madinah, Munawara. This door of hijrat is open for us till Qiyamah. That we leave out what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. Now a person, whatever the background might have been, is caught up in something, in some haram activity, and so many things carry on, Allah Ta'ala save all of us. And nobody is immune, and nobody is pure either. فَلَا تُزَكُّوا أَنفُسَكُمْ هُوَ أَعْلَمُ Allah Ta'ala says, don't purify yourself, and don't claim any purity for yourself. Allah Ta'ala knows who's pure. So, therefore, we can't make any claims for ourselves. We neither should be looking down upon anybody else or thinking good of ourselves. Our repeatedly gives his lesson that the Tanvi Rahmatullah used to daily remind himself that presently I'm the lowest of every mu'min. There's nobody who is lower than me. I'm the lowest. Not just some lip service, but to make this a conviction of the heart. And as a possibility, I'm even lower than every disbeliever. The possibility is various ways. He could tomorrow, Allah Ta'ala bless him. Tomorrow he could be blessed with Iman. And who knows what rank he could receive. Allah forbid, Allah forbid, as a result of looking down upon somebody else, that does not become the means of gradually taking us away to a point where Allah forbid even the Iman is gone. So, in this situation now, somebody has got some habit, somebody is in some situation, somebody has got some haram in his life. Now he realized that this is hijrat. The doors of hijrat are open for me too. And now I need to make hijrat towards Allah Ta'ala. Away from this. Hijrat away from the haram towards Allah Ta'ala. Hijrat in the form of talab. That from now, up to now I had talab of the dunya. Now I'm going to have a talab of reaching Allah Ta'ala. So I'm going to leave behind this. Up to now I had the muhabbat of the world in my heart. Now I'm going to leave this behind, make hijrat towards Allah Ta'ala and acquire the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Thus far my reliance was on the things of the world. I'm now going to make hijrat from the things of the world and bring my tawakkul in Allah Ta'ala. And in this way all the other aspects of deen. That we will make hijrat away from the sin towards obedience of Allah Taala. So Nabi Islam is saying, this person is al-muhajir. This person too is the muhajir. He'll get the sawab of hijrat. And this is such a great action that Nabi Islam says, that well, hijratu tahdimu maqana qablaha. That hijrat which was first in that time, person who makes hijrat, all his previous sins, everything wiped out. Completely clean. 
the person in this time to who will make hijrat, inshallah with that remorse in his heart, for whatever wrong was done, Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala will give him a similar reward inshallah. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, Al-ibadatu fil haraj ka hijratin ilayya. The person who truly worships Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, in the time of fitna, like this time that's going to come, where the fitna, fitna is unfortunately all the time around us. But when this December period comes, that fitna intensifies. And now every person gets dragged into it. That now something is happening, everybody seems to be part of it. Why are you staying out? Sometimes it's happening in the name of Islam also. What's your problem now? But what, what is happening in the name of Islam is another issue. All the intermingling that carries on, all the other things which are totally far away from deen. Now, this is all part of this distraction from deen. Nabi Salaam is saying, at the time of fitna, so this fitna intensifies in this time of the year. In the time of fitna, the person who truly worships Allah wa ta'ala. And what is worship of Allah ta'ala? It is a very com- comprehensive thing. Fulfilling what Allah ta'ala has commanded, refraining from what Allah ta'ala has forbidden. The words of our the positive and the negative. The positive ibadat, doing what is meant to be done, and the negative ibadat, refraining from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. So Nabi Islam says, the one who makes ibadat in the time of fitna, is totally subservient to Allah Ta'ala. He will get the reward of kahijratin ilayya, as if he made hijrat to me. So there is a very strong current that will pull in that direction. And the person will refrain from it. It will break his heart sometimes. But when he will undertake this difficulty, when the muhajireen made that hijrat, they didn't know what's coming on the other end really. They had some idea that we have been now given sanctuary here. What is the real position on that end when we get there? Nobody had any idea. But when they made the hijrat, they undertook the difficulty, they bore the hardship, they allowed whatever had to happen and go through their hearts, they let it happen. That they had to leave everything behind. If their heart broke in the process, they let it break. But then what Allah Ta'ala did for them? Allah Ta'ala created Ansar on the other side for them. Who received them with open arms and open hearts. And they were ready to share everything with them. To the point that Islam says, that look, there are two wives I have. You see the one who you are more pleased with, I will divorce her after the Iddat you get married to her. He says, Barakallahu Feek, Jazakallah. He says, my old entire property, half you take, half I will take. He says, Jazakallah, show me where is the marketplace. I will go and earn something. But Allah Ta'ala created Ansar for them. Who received them open arms and open hearts. So likewise in this time and age, a person who will make that hijrat. But this world is a test after all. It's not that there's no test. There is a test. The whole life is a test. And with the time of test then test and sacrifice goes hand in hand. It's the examination period now. Many a person who is totally heedless normally, but he's also burning the midnight oil, he's sacrificing. He's also sitting the weekend and learning instead of being roaming all over the place. It's a sacrifice because there's a test on, there's an examination on. So examination and sacrifice goes hand in hand. A test and sacrifice goes hand in hand. It cannot be the person says, I'm writing the examination, metric examination or board exams or something, but I'm not going to study, I'm not going to sacrifice. Then he has already decided he doesn't want to pass. 
So this goes hand in hand, and our whole life is a test. So this test and sacrifice, there has to be some sacrifice in between. For that short period of time, there will be the tug of war within. But a person remains steadfast for that short while. It's a very short while. At the most it is his life. And how short is his life? But Allah Ta'ala's mercy and grace is such that cash benefits Allah Ta'ala gives in this world also. Not necessarily in the form of cash. But those benefits come in various ways. That a person has given up something for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala gives him what the world can't give him. Allah Ta'ala gives it to him directly in his heart. Where what everybody is spending billions to try and get that, that happiness, that peace, that serenity, that tranquility, he gets it directly in his heart. With or without the things. So this comes when, when the person persevered. Just as the Ansar Allah Ta'ala created for the Muhajireen, they undertook the difficulty, Allah Ta'ala created the Ansar for them. Here also Allah Ta'ala creates that way out for his bandhas who persevere, who remain steadfast, who will break their heart for Allah wa ta'ala, in all the aspects of life. Whether it is in terms of fulfilling the ibadat, the person doesn't let anything come in the way. In giving a haram, the person doesn't allow anything to drag him into it. In conducting his, all his affairs of his life, his business, only the way Allah ta'ala is pleased with. Totally in the way that Allah ta'ala is pleased with. Every action solely for Allah ta'ala. His akhlaq, the way Allah ta'ala is pleased with, the way Nabi Sallallahu thought. His mu'asharat, how he deals with his parents, his children, his family, his wife, how he deals with his neighbors, what Nabi Sallallahu has thought. So now in all these things, the person now often is faced with various challenges. There's a tug of war in various ways. But he does only what Allah and his Nabi Sallallahu are happy with. And Allah ta'ala creates that peace for him in this dunya, that barakat that comes, that serenity that comes. And Allah Ta'ala gets his work done for him. And what is in the akhirat is beyond imagination. prepared for my pious slaves, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard of, and which no heart can even think about and imagine and conceive. What is in the akhirat is beyond imagination. But Allah Ta'ala rewards in this world as well. But this world is a test. And we are going to have to keep that in mind all the time. And a test requires sacrifice. But that little sacrifice, Allah Ta'ala doesn't want us to destroy ourselves. That little sacrifice, and Allah Ta'ala opens a way forward. So this is the lesson of hijrat. That the door of hijrat is open. This door of hijrat is open by giving up those things that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. This requires nevertheless for that himmat, for that courage to do what is required, to give up what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, that we adopt the correct environments, the correct company, we associate with the pious, with the righteous, find good company, good friends, associate with the Ahlullah and keep ourselves in the environments of the masjid, Go out in the path of Allah wa ta'ala. In these times of fitna especially, we cannot do ourselves a better favor than keeping ourselves occupied in the work of deen. Which will be a favor to ourselves and to others. 
So this is that hijrat that are required to make all the time. So when these occasions come and go, it is not just something, just a historical fact that we have to learn as some, like how somebody is told a historical fact that Napoleon was born apart. So now there's another his, historical fact. No, no, that is something which is of no benefit to us. But this is beyond just history. This is life lessons. This is teaching us what we should be doing in our life. And how we will also reach in that same destination that the Sahaba Ikram reached. Bismillah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq of becoming the true muhajirin. That we give everything that Allah tabarak wa ta'ala is forbidden in every aspect of our life. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a short while and then go on. Yusadur <laughs> يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله إلا محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم جائے میرا دل ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو 
غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر آہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناما سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بستاد میں آخر ورد زبائیں میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ جل جلالہ عمنوانہ اللہ 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 کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے اللہ اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے 
ஹம்தூத் ஹரதமன்னாசோகை ரபனாபிளனாஜினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத்தினாத
difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove the difficulties of each person, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustamira, dahma. Ilahul Alameen, those who are in any kind of financial difficulties, remove their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give every person afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, in this time of fitna and fasad, Ya Allah, you completely protect us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, every step of the way, you protect us, Ya Allah. Every breath, you protect us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, without your protection, we can never be saved, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are totally dependent on you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, never sends you, for, Ya Allah, protect us, Ya Allah. Protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our children, Ya Allah. Protect our relatives, Ya Allah. Protect our friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us in deen, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamah in deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us in your obedience, Ya Allah. Keep us on the sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant us the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah. Allah, Allah, ya Allah, make us the true muhajireen, Ya Allah. Make us the true mujahideen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us istiqamatun deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all the good that Rasulullah asked for. Ya Allah, we are also begging for all that good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi sought refuge from, Allah grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم